This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to a new podcast episode. I am very happy to be with you today. (laughs) I was trying not to say delighted, but I am delighted. Um, It is May, the beginning of May. I feel like, at least today, it feels like a beautiful spring day. And I love this month. I was telling my kids this morning how much I love May. They both were born in May. So I was made a mother officially in May. May is also Mother's Day and just a lovely month. There's a lot happening. So I'm excited for all of the May things and hope you are too. I'm recording this on May 1st, and I just love when Monday is the first of the month. There's something about it that just invigorates my energy, and I just woke up this morning like, let's go. So here we are. Today, I want to talk with you about five dynamics that keep your marriage stuck. And this idea came to me. This past weekend, I did a virtual date night inside the Marriage Upgrade, and I did a deep dive into one of these dynamics that I'm going to share with you today. And like, you guys just don't understand how much I love this stuff. I was in preparation for that call. I was like studying back like I studied in my doctoral program, and I was just like, in a vibe of like, I love getting just like amazing content, listening to other like-minded experts who like share my same philosophy, who reinforce what I already know to be true. It is just like the biggest nod that like, this is the way, this is the way. It's not just something that's in my head, but like all the other very successful Um, people helping in the area of marriage agree. Like we're all agreeing on the same things that need to be happening or the same things that need to stop happening. And, you know, I was so excited to share this content with the group and they just ate it up, literally. Like they were like, how could we not know this before? How could we not see this before? And part of the night includes like a guided conversation. I have a very specific set of questions that I give them and they have a private conversation um, in their partnerships. And one of the couples just shared as we were reflecting on it, just 
how she had probably one of the most vulnerable conversations with her husband that she's ever had before. Whereas before she felt like, no, he knows everything about me. Like I'm very open about my life and my day and my struggles, but like coming at it at this angle was new for her. And even afterwards, you know, they get the recording if if they can't make it live. There was someone who would watch the recording um, and immediately posted in our Facebook group, just like thanking me for this information and how just a few weeks into the program, it has literally changed so much for her. And I love it. I just, I am in a zone of just like being so grateful to be able to do this work. So grateful to be so passionate about this work that like literally one of the greatest ways I love to spend my time is like reading and thinking and adding my own spin to ideas that I read about. And so I'm really excited about this episode for you because If you really hear me and if you really get it, you are going to see things differently in your marriage, in your relationship, and you really will be able to turn things in a better direction. So this is going to be part one of two parts, because today what I wanted to do was just identify what the dynamics are that I see most commonly that keep a marriage stuck. And I want you to be on the lookout for these things over the course of the week. So you're going to listen to this episode. You're going to have some homework where you're literally just noticing and taking stock of these things happening inside your own marriage for the next week. And then the next podcast episode is going to be what to do about it, how to begin to make the shifts, how to undo some of these dynamics that are not working for you as an individual and you as a couple, all right? So the first dynamic, we're just going to dive right in. (laughs) The first dynamic is that of, and let me just tell you, I am one of those people, like if you ask me to pick three things for ideas. I'm going to give you like seven. So these are like, I'm going to start with number one, but it's one slash two, three, four, right? Because it's like slash, 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 because they're all sort of like in spheres together. Okay. So the first one is lack of reflection slash lack of self-awareness slash lack of the ability to take responsibility. Okay, you're with me, right? Lack of reflection slash lack of self-awareness slash lack of taking responsibility, okay? So this fear of things in this dynamic, what is happening is you don't know what you don't know. And this is one of the things that oftentimes when clients come to me, whether they're working with me individually through private coaching or inside the marriage upgrade, that they're just like, I came to this conversation or I came to this work thinking the problem was my partner. And now I see it's me, right? And both people say this, which is the trifecta of 
miracles, honestly, is when both of you are not looking and pointing the finger at what the other person is doing, but both of you are now more reflective of what you're doing, what you're thinking, how you're showing up. You're more self-aware of how you are handling things and why things trigger you and where those triggers come from. You are more aware of your impact on your partner and you are better able to take responsibility and take ownership for the very specific things that you are doing or not doing that is contributing to your relationship not being as healthy, happy, and thriving as you both want it to be. This is a big one. And this is one of those that, you know, when we get into next week of getting to solutions and what you do about it, this is one where really, honestly, the best solution is going to be having an outside perspective. Sometimes we get so in the weeds to things, we're so emotionally attached to things that we can't even see our own hand in front of our face slapping us in the face. So I just want to preface it, preface, (laughs) I usually don't fumble over my words. I just want to preface this particular one with that, okay? So how you will know this is showing up for you is if your partner gives you feedback and It just really feels like left field. Or if your partner is reactive to you and reactive to things that you do, and it feels like it's just left field. You'll know this is happening for you when much of the way you operate is just automatic and very much just like how you always do things. There are some people who really pride themselves on, this is just how I am. And when you're attached to being a certain way, you're not open to seeing yourself a different way. And that is a huge blocker from you, your ability to receive constructive feedback and from your ability to actually see who you are really being in all of the guts and all of the glory, right? There is a question that I ask, and I'll give it to you here, is like, how would you describe yourself when you are the best partner to your spouse? And how would you describe yourself when you are the worst partner to your spouse? That is a question that is going to open up your mind and your brain to see both sides of you because we all have both sides. And to think that the problems in your marriage are really only your partner and not you is just a disservice to you, right? Now, in some relationships, I'll be honest, in some relationships, one person is carrying the burden of the issues And once we make some adjustments there, it then makes it easier for the other person to react and to respond to them better. But even in those situations, the person who is reacting and responding also needs to be taking a good look at exactly 
how they are reacting and how they are responding. And if it fully represents what they know to be true of the best version of themselves, right? I was doing a consult with a couple this week and, you know, the wife had mentioned, she was like, well, he does this, like when he's in a bad mood, then like I can't be in a good mood and then I get in a bad mood too. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, (laughs) right? Like, His bad mood is for him to own. You can be in a good mood. Now, that's not to say you dismiss what he's feeling and you don't care about whatever has upset him, but it's not an automatic default that if he's in a bad mood, then you need to be in a bad mood and then you need to treat him poorly. Okay, so that's dynamic number one. I want you to be on the lookout this week. Are there places where I'm just really not even looking at myself or willing to look at myself or give like a surface level courtesy look at myself, but really underneath, I'm still like, no, this is all my partner. Okay. That's number one. Number two is the one that we spent an entire hour on inside the marriage upgrade this weekend. And that is the complaining defensiveness dynamic. And they really go hand in hand where there is one person in the relationship who tends to surface the issues often with a negative slant. And then there is the other person who always feels like they are on the defensive where their identity and their value is being threatened because their experience of their partner is that they're never happy, they're always complaining, they're so negative about everything, they don't appreciate anything that is going well. Here's what you have to know about this dynamic. We all have it. There is not a couple in the world where there is zero complaining happening. There is not a couple in the world where there is zero defensiveness happening. What you want to do is you want to be really clear about what it looks like for you and why it's happening. So in both of these instances, both of you are fighting to be seen, heard, understood, respected, admired, appreciated, validated, understood. That's what you're both wanting. And the complaining comes from the socialization that we have that if you want someone to change or if you want someone to hear you, you have to complain about it, right? We even have that saying like the squeaky wheel gets the oil. No, not in marriage, (laughs) The honey gets the oil. No, that's not right. (laughs) I know you guys are laughing at me like, what is going on, right? You get the point, right? Like it's better, like sweetness gets you what you want better than complaining. And so complaining is anytime you start a conversation with what's not happening. You never do this. Or complaining is when you start a conversation with what is happening, but what is happening is negative. You always do whatever, right? Fill in the blank. Why can't you? Why do I always have to be the one? I can't believe it that you don't. This is this is the chatter, right? Like these are the things that are happening. That is complaining. Whenever you are leading with something that is negative, 
that's complaining, as opposed to expressing a desire. That's what you want to start doing, which we're going to dive into next week. But for now, I want you to just be looking for how often am I saying these things, okay? Defensiveness, and defensiveness can come about because your partner is complaining, but it also can just be your position. And defensiveness comes about when you are trying to protect your image and the way that you are being seen, right? Defensiveness comes from wanting to be validated, wanting to be appreciated, wanting to be valued and respected. And so whenever you are not feeling that you are going to be defensive because it threatens how you see yourself and how you believe the other person sees you. And so defensiveness is protecting the self, okay? which is a need that we all have. We all want to feel good about ourselves. And so if you are experiencing a complaint from your partner, you don't feel good about yourself. But instead of meeting them and hearing them out, we want to explain it away so that we can control how they see us. That's all defensiveness is. Okay, so again, you want to notice when my partner comes to me with something, do I explain it away? Do I point the finger at them? Do I make them wrong about what they're experiencing? Do I tell them, no, they're they're just wrong? You want to be asking yourself that. You want to be looking at where am I being defensive? Okay, the third dynamic is ruminating thoughts slash negative thoughts about each other, right? Ruminating thoughts are only a problem when they're negative, right? If we were just sitting, daydreaming, listening to love songs, thinking about how amazing and how in love we are, we would have no problem, right? But that's not what is happening, right? We are ruminating and replaying and building the case for negative thoughts, negative perceptions about our partner. So for this one, all I want you to do is just assess daily and throughout the day, what am I thinking about my partner right now, right? I want you to do that even in this moment. Think about your day before now, right? So whether that's last night or the last 24 hours, let's just think of it that way. The last 24 hours before you turned on this podcast, when you play back the interactions you had What were you thinking about your spouse? What were some of the thoughts? In this moment, what did you think of them? In this other moment, what did you tell yourself about them? In another moment, what did you experience of them? And I want you to just start noticing the percentage of your thoughts about them that are negative versus the percentage of your thoughts that are positive. It's going to tell you a lot because when you see them as negative, right, as you see them as stubborn, as not making an effort, as not helpful, as selfish, as inconsiderate, as negative, as complaining, as always finding something wrong, right? When that's who you see and when that's who you think you are interacting with, 
you are not going to have a great interaction because we are human. So if you think the person you're talking to isn't listening to you, you're going to come across with a certain attitude, a certain tone. When you think someone is always complaining and they're never happy, you're going to hear everything they say through that lens. And so just pay attention. What are you telling yourself about your partner? There's language I learned from a great marriage um, therapist, Terry Real. It's like a negative core image. Do you have a negative core image about your partner? If you were to write down their list of qualities on a piece of paper, would it be balanced? Would it be skewed to the positive or skewed to the negative? So this week, take a look at what you are thinking about them. Number four is the self-protective slash withdrawing slash withholding sphere or dynamic right? This is where you keep to yourself. This is where you don't do the loving, kind, you know, caring action. This is where it feels better to say nothing and not engage than to be vulnerable and reach out. Let me say that we all have different thresholds for when we get to this point in a marriage, right? Some of us are really able to bounce back. We're able to take some negative interactions and then repair quickly and recover quickly and be on our merry way with each other. Others of us have moments that really change the trajectory of the relationship, meaning, It changes how safe you feel giving your love and being available to your partner, right? So if over a period of time, your partner is not showing up in the way that you really want them to, and maybe you've talked to them about it, and maybe you've had endless conversations, and it just feel like never right? And I'm using never in quotes because it's usually not never. But if your experience is overall that those conversations don't go well, overall, you can't get through to them. Overall, they're still not getting it. It will feel safer for you to just shut down. It will feel safer for you to just withdraw, to build a world within yourself where you don't have to connect with them as much as you were before. This is a human adaptation to feeling unsafe, unheard, hurt, betrayed, whatever the case may be. But I want you to just notice if it's what's happening, right? If your partner reaches out to you and like invites you to do something together, right? If they're like, hey, I would love to go to the movies or I'd love to go out to dinner, If you don't meet them with enthusiasm and interest, it's likely because you're in some sort of self-protective behaviors, some self-protective stance, right? If they're showing up as their best and you're just unmoved by it, you're in this state. 
If you think something nice about them or they look beautiful one day or they look handsome one day and you think it in your head, but you don't say it to them, you are withholding, right? And a lot of times people might use the excuse of like, well, hey, you know, that's just not the kind of person I am. I'm not really verbally affirming or I'm not really affectionate. And I don't know, right? Yes, we we grow up in homes where maybe that isn't what we're led with. But I guarantee you, when you are feeling wide open, receptive, and madly in love with this person, those things came to you much more easily. I guarantee you. So if that's not what's happening now, you have to look at yourself at like, why am I protecting myself? And if you know the answer, great, right? It's not even in this moment that I'm trying to get you to not protect yourself. Sometimes we do need to work on building your communication skills, building intimacy, building emotional safety so that it can feel safe for you to come out of your shell. But you do want to notice if this is a dynamic that is happening because it is keeping you stuck in your marriage. Okay. The last one is hyper independence. This is where either you've just been so accustomed to doing things on your own, living the life the way you want, making decisions the way you want, or it comes from being disappointed and being let down. Where it's just like, I trusted you to help out with this. or I've trusted you to do this. And now it doesn't feel safe for me to do that anymore. So I'm just going to do everything on my own. Right? Like we can coexist. You live your life. I'm going to live my life. Hyper-independence is problematic because you can't connect. You can't create a, a unified, seamless partnership. Because... There's not the trust there that we are a team, whether that's just because you are a more type A dominant personality or you lived much of your life single before you got married, or maybe you were married before and now this is a remarriage and so you had to like build yourself up to do everything on your own and it's hard to figure out how to negotiate and how to collaborate with your current partner. Or it just is really built on a bed of disappointments of like, it's not safe for me to expect this of you anymore. So I'm just going to do it on my own, right? These are the things that I often see keeping couples stuck to review. Number one, lack of reflection slash self-awareness slash lack of taking responsibility. Number two, the complaining defensiveness cycle. Number three, negative thoughts about each other, ruminating over negative thoughts about each other. Number four, the self-protective slash withdrawing slash withholding dynamic. And number five is hyper-independence. So for your homework, you can do this a couple of ways. You can take one a day and just be on the lookout for each and every one of these. If as you listen, you're like, probably all of those things are going on. You just take one a day and for the next five days, look 
and play detective for where those things are happening for you. Or you can just focus on one and just check in with yourself every day for the next week. Is this happening? How is this happening? Where is this? Where do I see this showing up in my marriage? Right? So that's what I have for you today. Listen, if you heard this podcast and heard these dynamics and are ready to be unstuck, like right now where you're like, listen, Dr. Siobhan, I'm not waiting for next week's podcast. I want to get started on correcting these things, reversing these patterns and building a better marriage right now then I want to invite you to schedule a complimentary consultation call with me. This is the call where we will walk through exactly what's happening. You'll be able to tell me exactly which one of these or which several of these is happening in your marriage. I will give you my perspective. I will give you the playbook for how to make things better. And I will tell you exactly how working together is going to help you do that faster with less mistakes so that you can get on with having a better marriage and enjoying your life together as soon as possible. Our time is so precious. And every day that we know these things are happening, that we see these things happening, but we're not taking action to fix it is a day we suffer unnecessarily. I am here to help you. I can help you. I am certain of that. So reach out, schedule your call, and I will be so delighted to meet you, to talk with you, and to work with you over the next six months. You can do that by going to my website, drshavon.com, click with the work with me tab, And you have the option of working with me as an individual, doing this work by yourself as a couple, and also in my group program, The Marriage Upgrade. All the details for each of those options is on my website, drshavon.com. That's it for today. I will be with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.